I'm Luka Doncic and this is Lockdown Mavericks Podcast. I think Luka and KP, man, they have really bright future. Pick and roll with KP and Luka. He can read the pick and roll so well. For his age, he's amazing. He can stop, go, find the pass, knock down shots, and having Porzingis you know, popping and he's a guy that can knock down threes from like two, three, four steps behind the three. It's going to be hard for defense to uh, guard that. They look really well together. The future is bright for uh, Mavs. And welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Engstead and joining me as always, my co-host contributor at Mavs.com. Com, the free agency frenzy friend. One more thinking. What you got for me, Isaac Harris? Ho oh, ho! This is the Giannis pod. Here we are, and uh, man, Giannis. We're assuming, so we're recording this in the middle of the Bucks Heat game. Is it six, five, five? Game right? is five. Yeah, yeah. Game five, and uh, we're assuming that the Bucks are probably going to get put out. Everybody's been talking about Giannis and his future. Um, Dallas has a clear path to it. It's not uh, something that is um, secret that Dallas uh, could make a run at Giannis and everything. But we'll talk about that today. So real quick, I tweeted out something today about my son shooting a basketball <laughs> shot. And I just want I just want to tell y'all about the interaction I had with Nick that I audibly laughed. So. I'm at the spot, you know, our son's two. My wife, I was at work. My, my wife son, sends his. Our son. Our son, yes. <laughs> and he's two. My wife sends me his video and is like, look at the shot he made. And you know, when your parents, you're kind of like, okay, like this is cool to us, but will it be cool to other people? Honestly, and, we do this with the Mavericks. Like, yes, <laughs> this player yes. is good, but do, do other people think this player is good? Like, we love Jalen Brunson outside of Dallas. They're like, ah, Jalen Brunson. They're like, mm, I don't know. But. So anyway, I tweet out this video. I'm like, hey, I think it's kind of impressive. No biggie if people hate on it, whatever. And so I tweeted out. Well, immediately I'm like, all right, I'm going to send it to Nick. And Nick, you tell me. I'm like, is this like a parent thing to where I'm proud or I think it's like cool and it's really not? And Nick responds, ha ha, yeah, like this is awesome, blah, blah, blah. Nick's third comment down <laughs> goes, but his form is awful, though. <laughs> like, whoa, he's two. What am I supposed to do about his form? Like, <laughs> and I you started crying. The- like, yeah, his form sucks for sure. He can barely get to the goal. You got to get the shooting hand under the ball, Isaac. The guide hand is good, but the shooting hey, hand is good. Minute is on- <laughs> ball did not need that. And I, <laughs> all things like Mavs on Noah. Twitter tweeted that. <laughs> well, he he tries to do that some, but I'm just glad that he can get it to the goal. And this was a uh, uh, he loves playing basketball, so it's fun. It was quite the shot. It was quite the shot. Go follow Isaac on Twitter at Isaac L. Harris. You can follow me and uh, make fun of me for making fun of a two year old at, at Nick Van Exit. Also at Lockdown Mavs as well. Getting a lot of interaction over there. Not oh, going to get into that today. <laughs> also. If you can, if you haven't yet, go give us a five-star Apple Podcast review and leave a question in there. We'll get to all the questions during this offseason. This one today comes from Matt with a bunch of numbers after his name. Best Mm. Mavs podcast out there, he says. Question for you guys. Who will be in Dallas longer? Rick Carlisle or Luka Doncic? And how many championships will they win together? (laughs) Um, (laughs) I don't know about the last one, but I'll, I'll say Luka. Yeah. Luca is in Dallas longer than Rick. So at some point, yeah. the Mavericks fire Rick and keep Luca. 
No, 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 no. I don't think I don't think it's that case. I think I just think I mean at some point, I mean Rick, I mean let's just say Luca stays another 10 or 15 years. I mean Yeah, I don't want to get into like Rick's age and all that stuff, but will Rick want to do it for another 10 or 15 years? I don't know. I mean um, but yeah, I, I think I would bank on the 21 year old, uh, superstar staying in Dallas longer. And we know like Cuban, Cuban's going to spend Cuban. I mean, what he said, the comment the other day, he would divorce his wife before he'd let, you know, <laughs> Luca leave Dallas. So, uh, Cuban's going to do whatever it takes to keep Luca in Dallas. Do you know how Rick Car- how old Rick Carlisle is off the top of your head? Um, I'm <laughs> 63 oh dang overshot it 60 years old 60 right on the money Uh, he'll be 61 in october so he is uh he's he's getting up there i mean 10 years he'll be 70 i mean you want to keep doing it you want to keep doing it in your 70s i mean that's what we're talking about at this point we're talking about longevity so i'll go with luca as well i mean 20 if you're talking about 20 years for luca rick will be what 78 (laughs) At the end of that Oof. 20 years, oh boy, that's a uh, man. I, I think he'll just want to be done. Rick will really hate us then. Yeah, he'll really be done with the media by then. He'll, he'll not want to deal with us Rick, anymore. what are you going to do on Thanksgiving? <laughs> All right, we. that's a joke from Isaac asked him about Thanksgiving one year, and he just completely wasn't having it. It was the funniest thing. Yeah, right, he coming roasted up, me about it. Uh, in the podcast, actually, in the podcast today, we are going to be talking all about Giannis Antetokounmpo. He is not playing in this game five. Like we said, we're recording this during the game. We're assuming they're getting put out. At some point, I think the Heat are going to put them out, unless this is one of the most wild comebacks in NBA history that has never, literally never been seen before. So we're going to talk about the... Giannis to Dallas thing. People have been talking about it on our own network. Nate Duncan and John Hollinger talked about it and said that the best landing spot for Giannis if he becomes a free agent in 2021 would be the Dallas Mavericks. And so we're going to talk about it. Talk about the entire situation, how it could work, how the Mavericks can make it work, what Giannis should do and all that. So let's get into it. Giannis is uh, has this year in his contract and then next year he's making 27 and a half million dollars next season as well that is guaranteed and he has no more options or anything after that is he's just going to be essentially an expiring contract which is funny to talk about the two-time mvp is an expiring contract but that's where he would be next year and then he's eligible for a five-year supermax extension this offseason at some point it was going to be in july obviously july has come and gone and it was not the offseason in july so whenever whenever free agency starts he's able to sign that five-year supermax so all of this talk about Giannis and dallas and all that stuff could go completely out the window if he signs this supermax extension right like john horse could come up to him and be like hey Giannis, you want to stay in milwaukee for five more years after next year and Giannis could go how much money you're going to give me he goes well all the money we could possibly give you and then he says okay cool and then he stays so if you're Giannis, why would you want to sign that deal or even if you want to play out the year and re-sign in in milwaukee why would you want to do that if you're him I mean, the obvious answer in this is money. I mean, if you, especially in a time like this that, you know, there's so much stuff in the air right now cap-wise with the league and what cap's going to look like. And, you know, we've heard and I mean, a lot of people have been reading that it looks like they're going to try to shoot for that 109 number next year, possibly the year after that, and then try to figure out some stuff after that instead of, you know, drastically lowering it. And, you know, that obviously impacts what his max is going to look like over the years, over the course of those five years. And y'all know, a lot of people know Milwaukee, their super max they can offer is that five year, 
crazy 200 and you know if it if it goes up to past the number that people were projecting at i mean it was looking over like 250 some million which is absolutely yeah. insane and so with that last year on that deal the supermax being like 56 or 57 million dollars which is just crazy to even think about but even if it stays at 109 and it doesn't project up you're looking at that first year around like 38 million dollars uh, coming in at in, two, in 2021. But if you're Giannis and you're looking at it and you are uncertain about some of this stuff, I mean, honestly, if we're, if we're just being honest, he probably should just take it. And, I mean, biased out. I mean, we want, him, we, we want him in Dallas and everything like that. But if you're Giannis and you're looking at, I mean, that's a huge amount of money you would be giving up if you, if you do give up that fifth year. And especially in a time like this where you don't know, will there be fans next year and all this stuff, you lock it in. And if you want to go somewhere else down the road, then it, it could get a little tricky, a little ugly, I guess. But you sign the Supermax, play another year or so, and then say, hey, let's work out something and get me to another team. But yeah, I mean, I, I think money is the biggest thing. I mean, I guess the Eastern Conference, if you want to say that, and you stay in the East, you know, loyal, that organizations who took the chance on you and you have the relationships there. We don't know. I don't know a ton about the relationships with him and in, in Milwaukee in the front office and all that stuff. But I mean, money is the obvious reason of why you would stay in Milwaukee. Coming up, I'm going to tell you why that's absolutely not the case. And we will talk more about Giannis coming to the Mavericks and how that could actually happen, how it could make sense. We'll talk about all that coming up. But before we do, Isaac Harris, I know you love DoorDash. It's super convenient. It's great. It's literally a convenience app, right? It's it's helping your life become even more convenient in you know bringing the food that you want to you. You continue to support restaurants in your community safely. There are thousands of restaurants open for delivery on DoorDash. Just go ahead. Download the DoorDash app right now. Go look at some of the restaurants available to you and see if there's anything that you want tonight or today. If you're you know going to work today, if you're on your commute, thanks for listening to us. Appreciate you making us part of your day. And uh, go look at DoorDash. See if there's anything that they can bring to you for lunch. DoorDash is the app that brings you the food that you're craving right now to your door. Ordering is easy. Open the DoorDash app. Choose what you want to eat. And your food will be left safely outside your door with a new contactless delivery drop-off setting. Many of your local restaurants are still open for delivery. Just open the DoorDash app, select your favorite restaurant, your food will be left at your door. Right now, our listeners can get $5 off and zero delivery fees on their first order of $15 or more. When you download the DoorDash app, enter the code LOCKEDONNBA. That's $5 off your first order and zero delivery fees when you download the DoorDash app in the App Store. Enter code LOCKEDONNBA. Don't forget that's code LOCKEDONNBA for $5 off your first order with DoorDash. All right, Isaac Harris. So, you said money is the first option for uh, you know Giannis to sign that. Okay, yeah, that's lo- part lo- locked in guaranteed money. Yeah, that locked in guaranteed money. He would get that five year max. Uh, I think the end of that deal is like he's making fifty six million dollars. I think. <laughs> yeah, in the final year of that deal. That's it's pretty big. To me, I think the biggest thing for him is at, at a certain level, money's not really an object anymore. <laughs> I think at a certain point you hit this, and it kind of is for some guys like LeBron. LeBron's not signing for the minimum or anything like that. But I think the biggest thing for him is loyalty and investment to the community and the organization. I think he's going to either be scared off by all the all this talk of, you know, oh, Giannis is going to jump ship. Giannis is going to be the next star to move somewhere else. Giannis is going to do that. He's either going to be scared off by that and stay and decide, I don't want to be that next guy that just jumps ship. I want to stay and actually build something here, a la Damian Lillard, or the best example maybe ever is Dirk Nowitzki. I mean, he's going to either take that path 
And, or he's going to take the path of so many other stars, Durant, LeBron, Kawhi, all that stuff. Plus, all those things add up to the meaning of a title. If he were to win a title in Milwaukee, the difference between him winning a title there or him coming to Dallas and winning a title is so different. Think about mm-hmm. the titles that LeBron won in Miami. Like, okay, the Okay, you know, it was expected at that point. You're expected to win. It's not really, it wasn't that meaningful. Now, the one he won in Cleveland, completely different, even though he had won a couple already, even. Durant winning his ti- his first title in Golden State kind of left him feeling empty. It's probably one of the reasons why he left Golden State in the end. Now, think about the titles that Dirk won in Dallas or the title that Dwayne Wade won in Miami, right? LeBron comes all the way down to Miami, and Wade is still the guy because he had won a title. And so I think that piece is the biggest part of this is – does he want to be that guy? Does he want to be, you know, that next player, the Dirk type player, even, you know, the Wade type player that stays in a franchise for so long and wins a title there as the main guy? Or is he just worried about his, you know, stats and legacy? And does he want to do what LeBron or KD does? Which side of this does he take? Which is fine. If he, if he takes the money and stays and it's all about, and for the majority of it, it's about money, that's perfectly fine. Like, you, I totally get it. Sure. Even in, the, even in the money part, he signed a four year extension, four year, $100 million extension in 2016. The dude's been making like 25, 26 million the past two years, making it this year, is going to make it in the last year of his deal. He is the two time MVP. And the dude is getting severely un- underpaid at twenty five million a year. He does have so, a small child, though. You know how much diaper bills can you know add up, and all the DoorDash that he's ordering, that's you true. know, all that stuff. I mean, diapers ain't cheap, Isaac. You know that. That, that is true. <laughs> but so so that's yes, loyalty. The biggest thing when everybody in the world is discussing Giannis right now, in a way, it's kind of like Kawhi. Nobody knows what means yeah. the most to him. We don't know. We don't know where his head's at if they they uh, presume they lose this game and they're put out of the playoffs. We don't know. that The, the moment their offseason ends, the max extension's on the table. So whether he... I mean, he could take this next week or in their offseason and it's done and we're done talking about it, or he could let it play out. We don't know what means the most to Giannis right now. But if it's winning a title, there is ways out. There are. There are definitely. If, if you know, reasons why he should go, I'm going to go that direction now. A title comes easier going somewhere else, playing with a Luka Doncic. You know, it seems like over the past two playoffs, we've learned that, I don't know if, you know, I think Nick, Nate Duncan said it on the Hollinger and Duncan show, he can't be the offensive engine for a championship team. I think that's a good way to put it because it's not that he can't be the best player on a championship team. It's that he can't be the offensive engine. It, he ha- he has to have somebody else next to him that is able to, you know, run it in a way, you know, that Chris Middleton hasn't shown so far. Bledsoe hasn't shown so far. Brogdon was one of those guys that could have maybe done that if you added those guys all together, but... You know, that that ship has sailed now. So I think a title comes easier for him if he decides to go somewhere else, be it a Dallas, be it Miami, be it somewhere else where I started going through all these different teams that he could go to. And the the main thing for all of them is the front office and the coach are better. Every every single one of them. Think about the options he has. Dallas, Miami, Boston, Raptors, like all these options that he has. It's all way better front office and way better coach. It just all those things add up. And so. Uh, I think that's the the biggest thing. Legacy, I think, is a huge thing. If he wants to look at his legacy and say he won X number of championships instead of just the one that matters more, like Dirk or you know what uh, you know other players have done, then I think that is huge for him. And then if he just looks at this team and says, "I don't have any faith in what Miami can do," kind of what LeBron did in Cleveland. LeBron just came to the end and was like, 
who who's playing next to me right now? I think uh, Giannis has less of a case of that than LeBron did the first time around in Cleveland. But I think maybe he does that and says, I, I just need somebody else. It's just so many other teams out there that are loading up on these stars. And we don't have another one of those guys. Yeah. And, and, and don't have a path to get one, right? I th- oh, I can't, I, not really. It, it's not free agency because it is a small market. It is Milwaukee. And, you know, the card they have to play is what. How does he feel about Chris Middleton? Because. Chris Middleton's the card they have to play if they want to swap him out with somebody. If they want to swap out a Middleton for an Oladipo, or if they want to try to convince Washington on some Bradley Beal type thing, and they put picks with Middleton, like all the stuff. I don't know, but it's like that no, t- neither of those players are, are pushing a title for me. Like I don't think either of those players push them up a level if you're just swapping Middleton and some stuff for either of those guys. But it's it's that type of things that we're going to see Milwaukee probably over the next you know six months. They're going to try to swing for something, a Chris Paul or whatever it yep. is to try to, you know, shake up something for Milwaukee. But, you know, so if you're Giannis and you're sitting back saying if he is thinking about it and he's like, hey, money doesn't mean anything. It's the winning route. Then he has the then he has this like talk. I mean, he has this situation with with Milwaukee of. Well, they're going to want him to sign it. Then it's a standstill of, okay, well, if he doesn't want to sign it, then majority of the time in these situations, the team just goes down with the ship. You know, they just like ride it out like Titanic. And it's, you know, Kevin Durant with OKC and even Durant in Golden State. It's LeBron in Cleveland and Miami. It, you know, the Spurs situation was different with Kawhi. They got DeRozan and Jakob Pertl out of it. But yeah. Even then, he he demanded that trade, and that was a little different. But yeah, you could either go down the ship or do what you did with Kawhi. But but also want to mention this too. When people are throwing teams out, as far as oh look at this team with cap space, every team is on the board when it comes to Giannis. <laughs> Don't look at cap space. Who has cap space in twenty twenty one? Because it's not about that. Because whatever team he wants to go to, then they can create the space. Okay, they will make the space. They will attach whatever and can create it and make it happen. I mean, in a snap of a fingers, the Clippers landed Paul George. So. It, I mean, and landed Kawhi with him. People can do anything. It baffles me when I, I saw these betting odds on Giannis's next team, and I seen like a team like the Pelicans up there, or what all this stuff. I'm like, where are the Lakers? Where are the Clippers? Dallas was down there on that list. Boston, like all of these teams, should be higher on this list because any team can create cap space. And even when you look at people's, for the most part, there's a ton of cap space that's going to be open that summer anyway. So, I mean, if we even get down to it with the Clippers. Kawhi and Paul George can opt out and become free agents that summer. They're they're Ooh. a Patrick Beverly Beverly move, you know, dump dumping salary away then from signing Giannis and then re-signing Kawhi and Paul George. So like anybody, I mean the Lakers, they're they're pretty much just gonna have like AD on the books yeah, and that's LeBron it. player option, which I mean he could just opt out, sign Giannis, and come back for a, a you know a chunk less. But it's just there every team will be on the board. It's all about what Giannis wants. Does he want the front office saying what, do, what if he does leave, then what are you trying to attach your brand, your play, your career to for the next four years, you know, beyond that? And that's what he has to decide. Is it a front office thing? Is it a superstar? Is it a younger superstar? Is it a proven superstar? Is he willing to take the back seat? Does he still want to lead a franchise? It's all that stuff will be on the table for him if he decides to leave. Absolutely. All right, coming up, let's get into the actual mechanics of bringing Giannis to Dallas, how the Mavericks can make it work, and what are the other options out there for him? And is Dallas actually the best suitor for Giannis come free agency? Not even a... (laughs) 
not even this year, a year from now, basically, if that becomes the case. We'll talk about all that coming up. But before we do, Isaac Harris, Built Bar, has revamped their bars. I know we've talked about this a couple times, but they have changed their bars up. We've had some listeners reach out and tell us that they've reordered the bars that are the new improved bars, so that they're much better. They're a little less chewy than the first time, so if you got them the first time and said, ah, this bar is just too chewy, I don't really like it, you can re-up. Try some new ones. They have incredible new flavors. They have 18 amazing different flavors. Double chocolate was one of our favorites. Peanut butter brownie was really good. Peanut butter in general was good. I like the banana bread one. There's all kinds of different flavors. It is a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. They're great for anyone that's worried about their health. You can lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. The bars are low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber. Those are the exact metrics that you want for those. You want low calorie, that's good. Low sugar, that's good. High protein, good. High fiber. Also, they're low in sugar with being covered by 100% chocolate. That's something you just unheard of. The coconut almond one, 18 grams of protein, 180 calories, 5 grams of sugar, 5 grams of net carbs as well. That's on the high side of the built bars. 5 grams of, you know, net grams of carbs. Usually it's about 4 or something like that. 5 is high for them, but that's still an incredible value right there if you're just looking at those kind of stats. Right now, go to builtbar.com, use the promo code locked on, you'll get $10 off your next order. Use the promo code locked on at builtbar.com. All right, Isaac Harris, let's get into this uh let's get into the mechanics of this so you talked about the salary cap remaining stagnant at 109 million that's what it was in the 2019 2020 season so this year that's still currently playing out that's what the salary cap was it was expected to go up to what 116 next year that's what it was expected to go up to however pandemic all that kind of stuff stoppage they recouped some of the money from the playoffs and all that for sure but it's going to stay stagnant the exact same 109 for next season now the season after that the 2021 2022 season is the one that the mavericks would have to sign Giannis into and that's the one that we're looking at now so the projection in September of 2019, which is a year ago, which does not seem like it was a year ago, but <laughs> this is where we are. The projection was that the cap in that year was going to be $125 million, that it was going to go up from 109 this year, 116 the year after that, and then 125 that year. It's going to just slightly go up. Now, I think the cap will be somewhere between 109 and 125. Hopefully, next year we'll have a normal year and they'll be able to raise the cap a little bit from 109. So, Anywhere between 109 and 125, I feel like that's what the cap's going to be. Yes, I don't. Yeah, I, I'm not comfortable with landing at 125 just because I don't know. I don't think the NBA is comfortable of saying that they're going to have you know arenas full of people, and that would that's yeah. that's going to be the biggest kicker. Um, that's so the high end. If, I'm saying it was projected there, yeah, and that's yeah. the very high end. Like I don't think it it gets any higher than that. I, I don't see like some kind of crazy 2016 spike coming anywhere coming from anywhere that they're just they say all right, it's going to go to 130 or 140 or something crazy like that. So that's the parameters that we're looking at. I don't think it goes any lower than 109 unless something else crazy happens again. Which can we take any more crazy? I don't know if we can. We in do have an election that, coming up, but <laughs> in doing that. Um, the uh, the Mavericks would be able to sign Giannis at the 30% max. The, the max contracts work out to be a percentage of the cap when you sign him. And then, then annual raises go you know as follows, and that's when it increases. It doesn't increase as the cap increases. So even if the change cap, the you know, the the 
contracts that have already been signed don't change, right? They don't, they're not yeah. tied to that percentage. It's tied to the percentage of the year that you sign. So if they sign Giannis to that 30% max, which is what they can sign him, they can't sign him to that super max. So that's not the huge one. They can sign him to 30%. If it stays stagnant at 109, the Mavericks would then sign Giannis for $32.7 million. They would have that if they, you know, if. Well, just go, just go backwards from 109, subtract, you know, 32 from that. And so you're looking at what seven seventy eight thousand for the most part. I mean seventy eight million. Yeah. What what can you add up to get to seventy eight million? Because once you hit seventy eight, then you didn't bring Giannis in at that thirty two. So they they would just have to get rid of Justin Jackson, who's on a he's he'll be restricted that year. They just have to deny his qualifying offer, turn it down. Yeah. And no, then that's remove no. Delon Wright, and you're at thirty three point three million in cap space. That's all you yeah. got to do and not sign anybody else that's going to change that, which is pretty wild, but that's what they would be. They'd have that exact number. Uh, and that that's with, when you say that's all they had to do, the players they would have on the roster at that point is KP would be at your 31.6 you know, that for that summer. Then you look at Dwight Powell at 11. Then you're looking at Luka at 10.1. Then you're looking at Maxi at 8.7, Seth at 8.2, Dorian at 4. And then Jalen Brunson, you definitely want him on his last year of his deal that fully guaranteed. It's not guaranteed now, but it will be at that point at one point eight, and you're you're good to go at that point. You have a you have a roster around it. You bring Giannis in, and then bam, Luca's contract comes in right after that. That's pretty wild that they'd be able to sign Giannis with the role players. So Luca, Porzingis, Giannis. I mean, you have a big three right there, right? I mean, that is yeah. is that up there with? LeBron Wade and Bosch probably that that's like right up there. I don't know. You might be able to say that talent wise, that te- the Mavericks team would be better than that Heat team. And then you also have role players still. I mean, you have Dwight Maxi as your big men. You can you know play them coming off the bench or whatever you off decide bench, yeah. to do with them. Then you have uh, Curry, Dorian. Those you can start both those guys. Those are the rest of your starters. And then you have Brunson and you have Brunson off the bench with with those two big men and sign, you know, some wings to veteran minimums and the mid-level, whatever you decide to to do at that point. I mean, that's a that's a pretty ready-made team, which is it's pretty exciting if you if you're the Mavericks. It's not just Luca and Giannis and nothing, you know, Porzingis and nothing else. They at least have some of those guys. So I think that's pretty appealing. Yeah, and I mean, if that happened, you know, then you would have. I mean, these would be Luca would be twenty two, Porzingis would be twenty six, Giannis would be twenty seven, when they would all be locked in for the most part. And if that That's happened great. in twenty twenty one, you know, KP's under contract for the next season after that. Um, well, the season that you know twenty twenty one twenty two season, then another season, then a player option that third season after that for thirty six million. Giannis would obviously be under the books for the next four years, depending on what Luka, he signs. I mean, he could do a Kawhi thing yeah, like he yeah, did with yeah. the Clippers and do two plus one or whatever. And then Luca, you know, Lucas Max would be coming in right after that. And, you know, assuming you're getting Giannis and KP, Luca's going to be signing that. So that would, it would be one of the scariest things for the league if, yeah, three players that young get together like that. Then you're, but what's cra- even crazier about it is they would have the supporting cast around them at, right then, but then, like, you kind of get a little bit of flexibility in that in the sense of, the, the the summer after that, Maxi's at a non guaranteed. Dwight's an expiring contract at eleven at eleven still. Seth is at eight point four expiring contract. Dorian's off the books. I mean, bro, so it's like it's not like they have any bad contracts on their books that's going to be you know lingering for that that hurts some roster. Dwight's the worst wise. one, <laughs> and he's a playable yeah. player. 
yeah, so where it gets trickier is, you know, if the cap does go up, then his max goes up, and then you're trying to figure out, and then, you know, that's why what they do this offseason for Dallas, when we do these trade target podcasts that we've, we've been doing on two, we started last week, we did it this past Tuesday, go back and listen to that, uh, Yes, I guess it was yesterday. And when we talk about like a, a Dante Exum for DeLon Wright, something like that, to where it, you swap out the players, but you you cut out the rest of, you know, Exum is an expiring contract at nine compared to nine over the next few years. If Dallas makes a move like that this summer to and it doesn't take on any money for that 2021 summer, then you know that, I mean, they're 1,000% angling for that. So I did the numbers if the cap is 125, which is the projection in, you know, a year, a year ago. That's the, the cap. Uh, the Mavericks then wouldn't even have to get rid of DeLon Wright for to get that 30% max you know, in their cap space. They'd have $40.8 million if they just deny Justin Jackson's qualifying offer. And then Giannis's max would be $37.5 million that first year. So there's some... There's some level of this between the 109, you know, lower cap that would stay stagnant for three years in a row and that 125 cap somewhere between there. I didn't do the math to figure out exactly where, but there's somewhere between there where they don't even have to make a move to have enough cap space to get Giannis. So there's somewhere yeah. in there's somewhere in there. It's, you know, whatever number it ends up being. But that's pretty interesting. What do you think about the. Uh, the other op- the other options that, that Giannis has there, which which team to use like oh that one scares me the most. Oh, I think it's the Lakers. I mean, I, I honestly do because it, it's if you're Giannis, it, let's just put it, like swap shoes here. I'm on. I want to look at a, a situation to where they have a solid front office. You know what you're getting. It's not you know you're not switching out coaches all the time. All of that. But the main thing is I want to join a younger star that I know that we will be together for a while. And I think that's the only thing, my only knock on the Miami thing, like culture, everything is awesome. And Jimmy's you know, great right now. But if you had a choice, this is why Dallas offers something that no other team can offer in the sense of nobody has Luka. Nobody has a 21-year-old MVP candidate that you, Giannis, at 27 could join with a 22-year-old at, the, at that time and say, hey, let's go, let's go win some titles together. I need my Kobe. I, you know, if if he's because it's not a you know we've talked about this before. It's not a, a Jordan Pippen. It's not a Durant. You know, Curry. It's it's honestly more of a Shaq Kobe type thing. And if if Giannis and I think this would be huge, Giannis would have to recognize that he he is second to Luca though. Isaac put his hand up like he was telling a secret. Like he put it to the side of his mouth. Like he was about to tell me a secret. Said, Let me tell you a secret. You know, thousands because- of people are gonna hear this. <laughs> Very true, very true. But that's what he offers. The Lakers thing scares me some because they would have, you know, obviously the L.A. factor, Anthony Davis and Giannis. I mean, I don't, like, that's just crazy to think about. But a lot of of these situations, and KP is the wild card. Like, if KP comes out next year and is fully healthy, kills it, nobody can offer what what they offer in Luka. But on top of Luca, you get KP, who fits you perfectly. It's like it was like Brooke Lopez, but you know, younger and like amazing. Like everything that what you did with Brooke Lopez in Milwaukee times ten would be what Porzingis would bring you in Dallas too. It's just basketball, basketball wise. I, don't, I honestly call me biased. I don't think there is a better fit for him basketball wise. Yeah, I just want to go quickly through some of these other options. So Miami, Boston, and the Raptors are all teams that people look at and say, "Oh, those are big, looming, you know, Giannis potential targets." So Miami at that point would have Butler and Bam, 
but Bam would be a restricted free agent. They'd have Hero, Duncan, Iguodala had a $15 million team option the, at that point. But I The don't Bam know thing would be intriguing because they're going to have to convince Bam to not do an, a max extension and say, wait on Giannis. Yeah. And will that sour their relationship with Bam? And all? Anyway. That, that'll be interesting for sure. So to fit all those guys in. But that's interesting. Boston had, would have to do a sign and trade. They'd only have Kemba, Tatum, Brown, and Smart on their roster, essentially. All the rest of them are like rookie deals and stuff that they can get rid of easily. But they can't keep all four of those guys. They'd have to trade one, sign and trade one of those guys at least. So would a Kemba, Tatum, Brown, and Giannis like that? That's definitely interesting. That's you know a yes. little bit more than what the Mavericks can just because it's three players. They also have the incredible front office. So does Miami, and Miami has the coach too. Brad Stevens is that an upgrade from Bud? Probably, uh, especially the way Bud's yes. coaching right right now. And then the Raptors, they have Siakam, uh, OG, and Anobi. Um, Norman Powell on a player option, and then Terrence Davis. Those are the only players on their books at that point. They have a really good front office. The coach, for sure, we know is an, in is, is an upgrade. And uh, I don't know if that roster is that's not as enticing as some of those other ones either. It's not. See, I I wouldn't leave for Toronto if I'm him. Like, what? Wh- how is it that big of a difference going from to give up that much money and everything to go to, to Toronto to join Siakam? I, I mean, is is Siakam that big of a difference to Middleton? Yeah, not the way he's I mean, playing right now, for sure. I would argue that Middleton's the better fit to Giannis. So that's the thing. Like, if Boston makes a move to angle themselves, yeah, going up with you know, with Tatum and Brown for sure. That I mean, I totally and get Kemba that. Still. Yeah, and Kemba still. What the Lakers? What the Clippers? Like the Clippers could get really interesting with it with you know yeah. Kawhi and Paul George that summer and all of that. But that's just almost that, too much, though. Like, if he wants to join all those guys, I mean, if he cares about you know. I don't know legitimacy of titles. I mean, I, you're, I know, but we don't know. I mean, that, like that's Durant the went to I mean, the Warriors. Anything could happen. Durant this, went to the Warriors. Point. LeBron went to Miami to join Wade and Bosch. I mean, it's just Kawhi just left Toronto to go, you know, with Paul George and stuff. So it's like we don't, we just don't know what Giannis wants. And I want to say that Giannis is just going to take this max. Say, hey, I'm loyal to Milwaukee. I mean, if I had to I bet don't. on something, I don't. I mean, want, no, I don't, not for, I don't no, want that yeah. to happen. <laughs> Not for a mass perspective, but I'm saying if I had to like pick something that I think would happen, I think that's what will happen. And because he is due his payday and yeah. just everything about that. But um man, it'll be this will be the talking point for the next I mean, until he signs that until he signs an extension, this will be the biggest talking point. For sure. Which kind of sucks for Milwaukee fans, you know. I know Dallas fans have had to deal with, you know, oh, is Dirk going to go somewhere else and all that stuff for years and years and years. And they know kind of they kind of know what it feels like before they won in 2011. But and it's okay for Dallas fans to be excited about this. We talked about this on this pod. There's there's not any other really options out there this summer. It's not like we're setting back saying we're setting on all this money and we're going to pass on all these free agents this summer because we just want to save everything for Giannis in two summers. No, we're a young team. We have Luka and KP. So why not wait it out? Why not give the chance? Why not get excited? I know everybody's throwing out there the past free agent history and all that stuff, but it's different now. The pitch is different now. We have... Luka Doncic at 21, there, that is a much different pitch than when it, whenever you're making these pitches to where, I mean, even for comparing Luka and Dirk and the type of free agents you can fit around those guys and all this different stuff, it's different now. At least give it a shot. And if they strike out and they save their money for 2021 and Giannis goes somewhere else, whatever, who cares? I mean, who we care, obviously, but you're not. <laughs> it's not like you're mortgaging the future just to have a shot at Giannis. You would be dumb to not give yourself a shot at Giannis. Future's on the roster already. 
Yes, exactly. There you go. Guys, we will be back with more pod this week. If you haven't, subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. Guys, we'll continue to be back five days a week. Thanks so much for listening to Lockdown Maps. Peace out. Boom. Boom.